Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. We want to give a quick shout out to Gardendale, Alabama. 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 All right. You are a northern, northern suburb of Birmingham. We. Birmingham is a cool city. So I am mountains? sure. Not uh, really. Not, there are some mountains in northern Alabama. I mean, it's Alabama. northern Alabama. Yeah, they got some hills and uh, stuff, but not. I wouldn't call it the mountains. But yeah, Birmingham's a nice city. All okay, right. We got all some right. friends that live there. Yeah. All right. So, Gardendale, thanks so much for listening. All right. You can check us out at Grace in the Shadows. Oh, Grace in the Shadows. O-R dot O-R-G. You can email us at Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows. O-R dot O-R-G. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Check out our Etsy store, Shadows of Grace dot Etsy dot com. We have a Facebook page. We You can also become a monthly supporter of the show. And by clicking on a link in our show notes, finally, consider using Covenant Eyes, which is a porn blocker um, on your devices. There's a link in our show notes to click. And if you use the promo code GRACE1998, you'll get one month free. That's good. Yeah. So what you got for us today? Some weird facts All on right. presidents. Okay. George Washington. Georgie Porgy. We'll start from the beginning. Georgie Porgy. George Washington. You made me drop my Washington's microphone. Washington's teeth were made out of gold, lead, elephant, and donkey teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's that's kind of strange. Uh, I wonder if he um, made animal noise. I wonder if he said, <laughs> "Can you imagine?" That's, a, that's, that's awful. bad. Come on. Can you imagine? They said he was really shy. He was a big guy. Yeah, tall, and he was a. Was he shy because he had elephant teeth? Maybe he just didn't want to show his teeth. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. John okay. Adams, President yes. Adams, and Thomas Jefferson died on the same day, July 4th, 1826. Yes. Exactly 50 years after signing the Declaration of Independence. Right. President James Monroe, elected during his 50th anniversary, gave both men a state funeral. Hmm. Matter of fact, I think Adams said, Joe, I'm glad Jefferson's still alive. And Jefferson said, I'm glad Adams is still alive. Right. Didn't they want. Which one died first? But they both died together. But not (laughs) together in the same vicinity. (laughs) Same day. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Thomas Jefferson. All right. Uh, You know, Jefferson was brilliant. He could speak five languages fluently Greek, Latin, Italian, and Spanish. Mercy. He he also never bought a new book. He borrowed them from friends, asked the government to purchase books for him oh. because he didn't want to spend his own money. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, he's also known eccentric to take he take the miracles out of the Bible, including mm-hmm. the resurrection. He cut it out. Yeah, literally uh, cut it out. That's uh, bad. Yeah, <clears throat> he now me. believes. Mm, yeah, no, he now knows. he knows. Unless that something he was wrong. happened at his death, yeah, that we don't know about. No, he probably won't be in return. But anyhow, James Madison. Oh, okay, 
Dolly Madison. When James was Madison wife. was Secretary of State, he bought the Louisiana Territory for just three cents oh. per acre. Mm. But then it was just a big piece of land on the other side of the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. President Jefferson sent Lewis and Clark mm-hmm. to explore, not Clark Kent. <laughs> Superman to explore this new territory, and they set off with their expedition on May fourteenth, eighteen o four. Cool. We do two more. Sure. James Monroe. Mm -hmm. Monroe's inauguration was the first ever held on the East Portico Mm -hmm. of the Capitol building. Nice. He was the last president to wear traditional Revolutionary style clothing. Oh, okay. You're not impressed. <laughs> no, these, I mean, these are interesting, but I'm not. Oh, that's wonderful. John Except for the elephant Quincy teeth. Adams. Yeah, okay. John Quincy. Yeah, right. John Quincy Adams. During his presidency, a deranged house painter tried to shoot and kill President Adams in the Capitol building's house chamber. To avoid this man, Adams grabbed Louise Smith from Ohio <gasps> and used her as a human shield until, <gasps> until help arrived. How cowardly. Yeah. Where's he the, grabbed a woman to be his shield. There's there's a lot of uh, deranged house painter. Hmm. So that's well, wasn't house paint made like with lead based and yeah. couldn't it kind of it could have probably I don't think they realized that then. Yeah, but couldn't that have made him kind of crazy? If you ate it. Oh well. I hopefully he didn't ate it. Well, I don't know either. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for sharing those facts. <laughs> I guess the best one here is the uh, the teeth, el- el- the teeth, the elephant. Old George. Old George. Old George Washington. All right. Well, we are continuing our judges uh, series today, and you tasked me with studying about Deborah. Yeah. Yeah. So I can take a little break. Yeah, you can just sit there. Don't go to sleep though. Just sit there oh, and you can you, you can interject um, as we go along. And I thought it would be best to start off with reading the story. Now the the um story of Deborah actually covers two chapters because in chapter five she does a song. Um y'all can read that later. We're not gonna cover that, but we're gonna look at Judges chapter four. Again, the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord now that Ehud was dead. So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Sisera, the commander of his army, was based in Harasheth, Hagayim, because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. They cried to the Lord for help. Took him 20 years to cry to the Lord for help? Interesting. A hard heart. Yeah. Now, Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramoth and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abonam, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them up to the Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River, and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly, I will go with you, said Deborah, but because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. 
So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. There Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 men went up under his command. Deborah also went up with him. Now Heber the Kenite had left the other Kenites, the descendants of Hobab, Moses' brother-in-law, and pitched his tent in the great tree in Zanim near Kadesh. When they told Sisera the, uh, that Barak, son of Boam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, Sisera summoned from Heresh Haggian. There's such great words in here. <laughs> the, that's that's okay. why I wanted you to do that. Uh, okay. To the Gishon River, all those <laughs> men and his 900 chariots fitted with iron. And then Deborah said to Barak, go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and army by the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. Mm-hmm. Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Harish Haggim and all Sisera's troops fell by the sword. Not a man was left. But Sisera, meanwhile, fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because there was an alliance between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the family of Heber the Kenite. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, come, my lord, come right in. Don't be afraid. So she entered her tent and she covered him with a blanket. I am thirsty, he said. Please, mm-hmm, please give me some water. She opened a skin of milk, gave him a drink and covered him up. That was nice of her. That was nice of her. But look what's going to happen. Stand in the doorway of the tent, he told her. If someone comes and asks you, is anyone in here? Say no. But J.L., Heber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. She drove the peg through his temple into the ground and he died. Just then, Barak came in the pursuit of Sisera and J.L. went out to meet him. Come, she said, I will show you the man you're looking for. So he went in with her and there lay Sisera with a tent peg through his temple, dead. And like you said, bad headache. On that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, before the Israelites, and the hand of the Israelites pressed harder and harder against Jabin, king of Canaan, until they destroyed him. And definitely look at chapter five, because the song of Deborah is very, very interesting. So so do check that out after the podcast. All right. So up to this point, all the judges have been men. And afterwards, the, all the judges will be men. Right. So it just kind of, I mean... You know, there's no explanation. It's just Deborah was the judge. Well, all indication here, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not picking, I mean, this was the tradition. Right. was the way God orchestrated the attention. Men Mm -hmm. were supposed to be the leaders. Right. And the Israelites did evil in the Lord. I mean, it was even worse than before. Right. I mean, they were doing even more wicked things. They were sacrificing to their mm-hmm. false gods, and yeah, uh, and and they were doing all kinds of wicked things, right? And so, you know, women tend to be more in tune with their spirituality. That is in general true. In, in general. general, yeah, you're right. And Jesus had a lot of women mm-hmm. that were following him, right, and loved him and really wanted to worship him in spirit and truth, yeah. And I think God chose Deborah because she was more in tune to that and mm-hmm. uh, because there was no men right. that were qualified to really lead because they were so pagan and yeah. so so far backslidden. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, a sh- it was kind of a shame. It was, a, Definitely. Uh, it was part of judgment. Well, unfortunately, not to chase a rabbit, but yeah. in churches today. Chase a rabbit. Okay, thank you. Uh, Unfortunately, in many churches churches today, especially small churches, um, 
you see who's in the forefront, who's leading like the Sunday school classes and yeah. doing the kids and women. the youth. Yeah. Music. A lot of small churches have women um, <clears throat> in it's leadership good and bad. because there are no yeah. men to do it or yeah. the men are not coming to do it. I think the main reason is men just won't do it. Yeah, I do too. Because and we're kind of, and I'm talking to, we. Need, I'm talking yeah. in general. Right. Men have dropped the, the, dropped the ball, dropped the ball mm-hmm. and become kind of sluggards in regards to spiritual right. leadership. And obviously during this time of the judges, the same thing had happened. So we see Deborah. Um, it says that she was a prophet, which she was a prophetess. Mm-hmm. So she was in tune with the Lord. Um, she was also a military leader and a wise counselor. <clears throat> Excuse me. So people came to her with their problems. Um, God gave her prophecies and she was a military leader. And so you see that God can use anyone. Oh, yeah. You know, God can use anyone if we have faith in him and he can give us leadership and he can give us he can give us courage. Um, And so she was living during this awful time um, of oppression. But God raised her up to be a leader and to be a judge and a prophetess. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, she called Barak unto her and he was like kind of like he was over the he was over the Israelite army and. And she told him, like, you know, God's giving you Sisera, go take care of him. And, you know, and then God will be in control and and Israel Israel will follow follow God again. So he said, well, I'm not going to do this unless you go with me. And she said, well, if I go with you, that's fine. You know, but you're not going to be the one that gets rid of Sisera any longer. God's going to deliver Sisera into the hand of the woman. So if he had marched into battle and not said, hey, you got to come with me, you know, he would have been triumphant of killing him as well. And Barak and Deborah are both in the Hall of Faith. Ah, yes. So Barak, you know, although he was not totally... I mean, obviously, he wasn't totally is where he needed to be or leading solely. Right. He knew he had to take Deborah with him. Mm -hmm. He knew that God was using Deborah. Right. And and so that was an act of faith. Yeah. It really was because it was a shame. Yeah. And he was he was right there in the forefront. And he was like, yeah, she's my leader. (laughs) Right. She's leading me. Right. Right. So, you know, we can't shake, you know, say, oh, well, B- Barack was just a coward and anything. We can't really say that. You know, Absolutely. we might have no. done the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So we see a lot of interesting things from the life of Deborah. We see, uh, number one, faith in God's promises. You know, her story shows that God is faithful and he keeps his promises. Um, the Israelites are still his people. Even though they kind of left to pursue other things, he still called them back to him. And she believed that God would bring deliverance for the Israelites yet again. And she encouraged Barak and all the people to trust in God and not to lose hope. So she shows faith in God's uh, promises. She also shows courage to step into leadership. I imagine she probably didn't really want to be in leadership. I get the impression she didn't. Yeah, I do too. I mean, her husband, Lapidoth, I don't know mm-hmm. what, where he was. Right. Doesn't say much about him. Lapidoth. Just his name, Lapidoth. But, you yeah. know, yeah, she, she mm-hmm. I get the impression she wanted right. others to leave. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong. No. You know what her name means, don't you? Uh, what does her name mean? B. B. She'll sting you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what her name means. That's I have interesting. I no idea why that's important. 
Well, it's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. So she uh, showed courage by becoming, you know, prophet and judge. And she stepped into that leadership role when God required her, required it of her. And so, as we said before, it was really unusual for a woman to have authority. But she listened to God. She followed God's path. And God gave her wisdom to guide the people. Yeah. And he gave her wisdom to, to for, you know, to have them fight uh, for their freedom. She also listened to the voice of God, which we all should do. We should listen to God's voice. So many times we let the world take over and we stop listening to God's voice. But she didn't do that. She listened to God's voice, even with all the evil happening around her and the Israelites following after other gods. She listened to God's voice. So she was close to God. She listened to him. She sought his guidance and God gave her that wisdom. He helped her make decisions. And so, you know, looking at her, it sees that it shows that we should seek God's counsel. We should listen to his voice. We should pray and we should ask for our will to become his will, his will to be our will. Listening to God's voice. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of voices. There are a lot of voices. Yeah. We've got voices from the iPhones. Mm -hmm. Voices from computers. Right. Voices from Hollywood. Yeah. Voices from the world around us. Yeah. And then somewhere is God's voice. Right. And I think sometimes we we get that confused. I do too. Sometimes I get confused God's voice and my voice. Well, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. It's easy to do. And and I think we just have to pray, God, you know, shut my voice out and let me only hear your voice. Um, I think we have to go back to his word, right? Yeah. 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 And it takes it takes faith like she had. Um, she also was a person that has had wise counsel and mediation. So as a judge, she settled disputes. She gave wise counsel to the people and she showed that she was fair and just as a leader and she helped resolve conflicts and she helped promote peace. And so we can see that she was a peacemaker and we can be that as well. And we can see God's resolution and to, to help us to be wise and help us to be fair with the people in our lives. She also had collaboration and empowerment. Um, when it was time to fight the Canaanites, she did not back down. She's like, okay, I'm the judge. I'm not the military leader. So she called Barack to lead the battle. And um, despite him hesitating, she talked him up, told him he could do it, and told him that God had given, you know, God had already given her the victory, given him the victory. And uh, she understood that she couldn't take him down. She couldn't take this military leader down. Um, but God was going to use Barack to do that. So she realized that she was not empowered to do this. And so she was willing to collaborate with um, Barack to do this. And that's what, what God did. Um, so it's just, I think that no matter if we're male or female, we can still be leaders and peacemakers and we can be empowered through Jesus to touch the world to touch others and and to be you know bold in our faith 
in our stand in the world and choosing to do what's right. Um, and, and God can use her as a real example to us, I think. Um, I do think it's I do think it's really interesting that, you know, I just why was why was Barack? Why do you think I mean, I don't think he was a coward. I don't think he was taking Deborah into battle as a talisman, you know, as a good luck charm or something like that. Do you think he just saw her as being a representative of God? Yes. Okay. I think Barack was a righteous guy. I mean, he I didn't have faith. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said. Um, he and is. I think he saw Deborah with discernment from God. Mm-hmm. That Deborah was God's chosen, uh, and, you know, most times yeah. you say chosen man. Right. Chosen woman. Chosen right. person. Right. And that he was going to use and you better not go in there without her. Yeah. 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 And then God used Barak um, and his and the Israelite army. They killed everybody. Mm. All all of the huge army was killed except for Sisera. And Sisera kind of ran away. You know, he tucked his tail and ran. And then it's really interesting how God took Jael to be the one to kill. So you see two powerful women in this story and you see how she was courageous and she was loyal to the Israelites and she wasn't an Israelite. Was she? I don't think so. I don't think she was. I don't think she was. Yeah. And, and God used her as a vessel. Yeah. To kill him. I mean, that took a lot of courage. Oh yeah. To say, okay, he's asleep. You know, he could have woken up and he could end up killing her. So she took a tent bag. You've ever seen a tent bag there, you know, you know, usually now maybe today they're made of plastic, but used to, they were really heavy metal. Had like, like a railroad tie. Yeah. Like a railroad tie. That's what I'm thinking in, in my head as well. And so he was probably sleeping on his side. So she took this, this, uh, this tent bag and a hammer and then bam, she hit it into his skull and basically pinned him to the ground and a prophecy. Yeah. And he died. And so the whole army was destroyed that day. But, you know, we look at this and we think about how God took Deborah. She was faithful to him. She could have said, no, God, I, I'm not going to be a leader. I'm a woman. But no, she God chose her to be a judge. And she was one of the most righteous judges that that ruled and he used her because she was willing and i think that teaches us in our lives that we just have to be willing when god calls us and you see so many people in the bible you don't see this with deborah we, we don't see behind the scenes but but you see so many people in the bible god calls and they're kind of i'm not really worthy of this i bet she probably did the same thing you know god knew us before mm-hmm. the creation of the world right he chose us and yeah he, and he also knew our names. Yes, and he our did. names are not an accident. No, you know, we take credit. Or our parents take credit for. So Deborah means bee, <laughs> and bees are very industrious. Yeah, they're very loyal. Yeah, they're very uh, hardworking. Absolutely, uh, and they're very colorful. And I think that kind of tells us a little bit. They're very brave. Yeah, very and brave. It tells us a lot about Deborah. 
Definitely. Definitely. And do check out um, Judges Chapter 5, Barack and Deborah sing a song, you know, basically telling the story of God and what he did and, and how he had the victory. So it's a really cool uh, chapter to read as well. But, you know, when God calls you to do something, he's going to equip you. He's going to give you the ability to do it. He's going to give you the strength and he's going to use you to touch others, you know, him coming through you to touch others. And so, you know, when God comes to us, we need to say, yes, Lord, send me. Yeah. And we need to be willing to do what he's called us to do because he will equip the call. And he will Mm -hmm. take your mess, turn to a message for God's glory for your good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.